Welcome to the AFS Beneath the Surface podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Meza, from the AFS staff team. In this episode, we're previewing the upcoming 2024 World Fisheries Congress in Seattle. And we have two short interviews for you today. The first is with Donna Parrish from the World Council of Fisheries Societies, and the second with Abby Lynch from this year's planning team for the World Fisheries Congress. Let's get started. I am joined this morning by Donna Parrish, who is the current president of the World Council for Fisheries Societies. And Donna, welcome. Thanks, Lauren. It's good to talk to you today. You're so welcome. And I just, we're putting together this episode about the upcoming World Fisheries Congress in Seattle. So I wanted to get a little bit of background from you about the, about the council and your role with the council and kind of what, let's go, let's start there. <laughs> I could keep asking you questions for a while. So uh, if you could give us a little background on them, what the uh, council is, that'd be fantastic. So the World Council of Fisheries Societies was organized back in, I think it was 1992, with okay. the wor- first World Fishery Congress. Okay. And that Congress was uh, held in, in Greece in 1992. Mm-hmm. So there are currently 12 or 13, I think it's 13, <laughs> member societies from around the world. Okay. And the main aim of the council was to promote international cooperation in fishery science and conservation and management, Mm -hmm. but the major primary function of the council is to organize the World Fisheries Congress every four years. Um, Unfortunately, the last Congress, which was was held in Australia, in Adelaide, was during the pandemic. It was postponed for a year, Mm -hmm. but even in 2021, when it was held, uh, most of the people were not allowed to enter Australia, so it was mostly uh, attended virtually. So this is the first one in in eight years that will be uh, a large number of people gathering to discuss their science and management and other issues related to fisheries around the world. Okay, that's great. And this is the ninth time they're doing this, correct? This is the ninth, yes. And how did you get involved in the organization? It was interesting. I was AFS president, American Fisheries Society president in mm-hmm. 2014 and uh, 2014-2015. And I was approached by the Korean Society of Fishery Science and asked if I would help organize and be a program lead on, on their program for the 2016 World Fisheries Congress, and I foolishly agreed to do that <laughs> because I had just finished my my role as AFS president and took on being uh, the program chair for this international meeting. Okay. Uh, it turned out to be a wonderful experience, and I met so many people and really became involved in knowing what was going on in fisheries in all sorts of places. So that was, uh, that worked out okay. <laughs> the The meeting was well attended by over 1,500 people. And during that meeting, I was then elected as an incoming vice president 
of the World Council. Mm -hmm. The president at that time was Bronwyn Jill Anders mm -hmm. and from Australia because the next meeting was going to be in Australia. That makes sense. And that's usually where the president is from, is the host city, the host uh, organization. In 2021, when we had the next Congress, mm -hmm. then I was elected as president, and Bronwyn is now immediate past president. Okay. So now you've been both, both the president of the council and the American Fisheries Society is one... <laughs> How do they compare? Are they significantly different, or is it basically the same sort of situation for different societies? It's a very different setup because when you're AFS president, you are constantly doing a lot for the society. The World Council is more loosely organized, so mm -hmm. we have conference calls, we have different communications throughout the year, but it is not as uh, pressing of issues as what you find when you're the president of the American Fishery Society. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Just curious. So this ninth council is, um, the, the ninth, I'm sorry, the ninth Congress is being held in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And Seattle was chosen because what happens in four years in advance of a meeting is that an, uh, a request for proposal is sent out to all the member societies. Mm -hmm. And those societies are the ones that can put in a bid for the next Congress. Okay. So are you currently working on 2028 as well? We have sent out a request for proposal, but there has not been a bid officially submitted. We're hoping to have the Congress in possibly South America oh, or wow. something more along those lines for the next one. Interesting. Okay. Which will be in 2028. Okay, very cool. Um, so I asked Abby this question as well. So what are you most looking forward to with this meeting? I think, again, the, the thing that has excited me about working with this group is just how enlightening it is to meet with fisheries professionals from all sorts of areas in in the world and to find out what they're doing to address the kind of problems the issues in fisheries that are totally different from what we experience in the United States a lot of the countries that are represented fisheries is really a food source mm -hmm. and it's not nearly as much in the United States as a primary food source for us but it is in other countries. And so then the management of those fisheries has a lot of different issues in how that they're dealt with. Okay. So that was fantastic information, Donna. I really appreciate you taking a few minutes this morning to talk with us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in Seattle and you know hearing everything that's going to be happening there uh, at the beginning of March. So I appreciate it. Thank you, Lauren. I am joined this morning by Abigail Lynch, who is one of the international program co-chairs for the World Fisheries Congress. So it's safe to say that she knows a little bit about, about what's going on. So Abby, good morning. Welcome. Thank you. And thanks for joining me this early. <laughs> thanks for having me, Lauren. <laughs> You're so welcome. So let's start a little bit about what is the World Fisheries Congress and 
tell us a little bit about how it came to be, you know, in Seattle this year and how you're involved. Sure. That's a big question. So let's get started with, you know, what this is. Great. Thanks, Lauren. Um, yeah, so the World Fisheries Congress, or sometimes we abbreviate it to just WFC, it's one of the largest meetings of fisheries professionals, different, and this includes researchers, managers, people in the private sector and um, NGOs from around the world. And this is organized by the World Council of Fishery Societies. And this happens every four years. And so it's essentially like the Olympics of Fisheries Congresses. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, the purpose of the, the meeting is really to promote international cooperation in fishery science and conservation and management too. Okay. I heard that this is the first time this is in the United States. Where has it been in the past, do you know? Yes, that's correct. So this meeting, this upcoming meeting in Seattle is the first time that it will be held in the U.S. It's, this is the ninth time that they've had this Congress. And so it's been held all over the world. Um, the most recent one, which unfortunately ended up being fully virtually uh, <laughs> held, was, was supposed to be in Australia. And prior to that, it was in Korea mm -hmm. um, and the UK and I'm trying to think, uh, Japan, okay. and also in Canada. I there's a few others in there as well, but th those are the, the, the ones that are most recent in my memory. That's okay, very cool. Um, so do you know how this came to be in the United States this year? So this conference is organized by the World Council of Fishery Societies. So mm -hmm. essentially all of the different societies in the council rotate who hosts the meeting, and so all of the different societies. And so for, for this meeting that will be in Seattle, the American Fishery Society put in a bid to host the meeting. So again, a kind of similar to how it works with the Olympics, the different <laughs> countries put, put in bids to host the next meeting. And so Seattle was, was um, selected by the American Fishery Society as a potential location and the World Council decided to accept that bid. Oh, okay. And actually, that was another question that I had, too, is how is the American Fisheries Society involved? And you answered that question. Mm -hmm. We were kind of okay, great. Yeah. host. And, and I think Seattle, uh, I think there was, as the American Fisheries Society and um, the International Fisheries Section helped create that bid, mm -hmm. um, there was some discussion about which city within the U.S. to um, potentially propose as a host for the meeting. Okay. Um, and the group ended up deciding Seattle was an ideal location because of accessibility to Asia and the Pacific, sure. countries across the Pacific that way, um, and it just being a major hub for international travel. Right. So. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. So are there particular events that are happening in Seattle that have not occurred yet at one of the previous Congresses? Yes. So there definitely are. Um, so first of all, I'm really excited about a lot of the content in the, the Congress. The organizers of the sessions have really been very thoughtful about designing innovative approaches. So this is not going to be a meeting that is, is um, maybe traditional in, in that you can just go and sit and watch talks all day. Um, there's a lot of interactive sessions that people are proposing and sessions that are designed in different formats than a traditional professional conference. So many different panel sessions, a lot of different roundtable discussions, and just interactive approaches to presenting information and collaborating with people in person. And in addition to the conference program content, 
Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited that we have a new element that hasn't occurred at any previous World Fisheries Congress where we're going to have an art exhibition oh, um, cool. where artists are, are going to be able to display um, artwork that reflects mm -hmm. the theme of the conference. And so the theme of the conference is fish and fisheries at the food, water, energy nexus. And so we've been inviting attendees or delegates to the World Fisheries Congress, as well as other artists. So artists can submit artwork, even if they're not planning to attend the conference, they can still okay. submit artwork. And this will be a really rich section that will be a new addition to the, the conference okay. program. So I'm excited to see what we get. And where are the artists coming from thus far? Yeah, so I know um, I, I'm not familiar with all of the different submissions that have come in yet, but I do know that they're from across the country mm -hmm. um, and maybe even internationally as well. Um, and one of the featured artists will be the designer of the World Fisheries Congress logo. Okay. Um, his name is uh, Rika Whirl, and he's an Alaskan indigenous designer. And not only has designed the amazing logo for the conference, but he has a, a bunch of additional artwork that will be featured at the art exhibit as well. That sounds very cool. Okay. So what are you personally most looking forward to? What are your don't miss events during this Congress? Yeah, that, well, that's a good question, Lauren. Um, I think I am, well, most excited to, to have this event in person. I know that the last World Fisheries Congress the Australians did an, a really fantastic job of organizing and they were faced with a bunch of different hurdles and barriers just related to COVID and, and how to organize that. So I hope that this conference will be a celebration of bringing everyone back to having the event in person. So I'm looking forward to connecting with colleagues. I'm looking forward to having my perspective widened by listening to and participating in different sessions um, that are maybe beyond the scope of my normal daily work. And mm. yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, learning a lot and, and hopefully coming away with a number of different new and innovative collaborations by the end of the week. Okay, great. Speaking of which, yes, the American Fisheries Society staff is involved with the planning of this meeting, but there are also multiple program committee members who are who have full-time jobs. So what is your full-time position and how does what you're doing with the World Fisheries Congress all tie together? Yeah, so um, I do have a, a day <laughs> job, as, as I guess we could say. Um, I am a research fish biologist with the U.S. Geological Survey's National Climate Adaptation Science Center. Mm -hmm. um, and so USGS is essentially the science arm of the Department of Interior within the U.S. federal government. And so mm -hmm. one of our kind of mandates as, as an agency is to conduct science um, at the highest caliber and engage on um, international stages uh, and make, ensure that USGS science is, is um, engaging at these high-level events. So, okay. so I've been involved in coordinating the Congress in, in my official capacity as a, a USGS researcher. Great. So do you have any tips for international attendees who are joining the Congress for the first time, maybe traveling to Seattle for the first time to keep in mind? Yeah, that's a, um, a good question. Okay, so I think in my experience, these World Fisheries Congresses are, are very welcoming environments. So mm -hmm. if you haven't attended one before, feel free to 
to introduce yourself, use it as a, as a, a networking opportunity. It's, it's a big meeting, but it feels small in that once you've found a few colleagues that you know or colleagues that you've just met, it, it becomes a very friendly group. And I think um, Seattle is, is a big city as well. It's, it's a beautiful kind of majestic landscape, mm-hmm. um, but it is very public transportation friendly. And so, okay. yeah, there, there's lots of things to see and do around Seattle as well. And I hope for people who are attending the conference for the first time or those that uh, will be attending the World Fisheries Congress for the ninth time, um, mm-hmm. I hope they use this as an opportunity to really um, expand their perspective and interact with folks that they may have not worked with before and engage with different folks that may come to an issue from a different perspective than themselves. And I find that these types of opportunities don't come around too often and um, they can really lead to fruitful and novel approaches to address all of the, the really major challenges that we face in our field. So, Abby, thank you. Appreciate it. Is there anything else that I haven't thought to ask you or anything, any parting words you have before I let you go? Uh, Thanks, Marilyn. No, I I hope to see many folks in Seattle. And now it's time for AFS on the Clock. Updates in 60 seconds or less. We've previewed the World Fisheries Congress in this episode, and there's still time to register if you would like to join the event. Register online at wfc2024.fisheries.org. AFS is bringing you two webinars in February. The Fisheries Management section is hosting a session on mentoring on February 13th, and then the webinar on February 14th will be focused on the USGS Science Vision for Native Freshwater Mussel Research in the U.S. Both sessions start at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can register on the AFS website. AFS award season is now open. Submit a nomination for your deserving colleagues to be recognized at the 2024 AFS Annual Meeting in Honolulu. And speaking of Honolulu, proposals for symposia, continuing education courses, and innovative sessions are now open through February 23rd. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can find staff contact information in the show notes, along with the link for the World Fisheries Congress website where you can find out more information about the Congress. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, from AFS Beneath the Surface. 